said the gummy bear to the tiny twink. Ouch. Do you queer what I queer? Come ye tune in for more. Hi. Elliot, hi. Tom, hi. How are you? I'm so good. How I've are you? I've missed you. I've missed you too. Welcome back to... Do you queer... What? I... Queer. Er. <laughs> and uh, thank you, listeners, thank for tuning you, listeners. in. We miss you so very, very we much. Miss, do you miss us? Because we miss you. We hope so. We hope it's not an unhealthy attachment that we have <laughs> with each and every one of you. What's the word? It's not... Um, Reciprocal? Oh, uh... Oh my uh, god! Codependent, Un- unrequited. Oh, it's interdependent. Cute. Yeah. Where did you learn that? Uh, my favorite murder. Yeah, George's therapist. Yeah. I'm going to see them next week. Oh, that's exciting. Um, oh, that just reminded me. Sorry, we yeah. never checked in at the end of January about how dry January went. Oh, it it didn't. Uh, it went good and bad for me. Why? How about for you? My bad. Oh, um, it went bad because. Um, it was really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I physically like didn't handle it very well. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't fun being out doing things sober mm-hmm. at all. Um, I actually had a friend just like put, give me a drink with vodka in it and uh, I drank it. Um, halfway through <laughs> one, there was one moment of yeah. breaking and then you stayed through the rest of the month, which is awesome. Yeah, uh, minus your birthday. True. But um, true. We almost lost our minds in a cottage, which was very, very yeah, fun. Yeah, it was fun. I don't want to say this, but I had a really good dry January, obviously minus my birthday. Um, and I learned a lot of lessons about myself and about my relationship to alcohol. So, uh, if so did I. Thinking about doing it, about you're like not sure if you can stay through it, just try. Just challenge yourself and do it. Yeah. And that's our message for the day. I, le- I knew that I was going to learn this, but I learned that I like hate myself and hate being alone with myself. Oh, God. And like drinking is medicating for that. Well, it's a good thing that we have this podcast to fill that space. <laughs> you never need to be alone with your thoughts again, Tom. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No, I'm sorry for everyone then. You're on a really good path. I'm really, really happy that you're discovering things and you're realizing. I'm excited to move forward without such a heavy reliance on alcohol if that makes sense cheers to that we are not drinking because it's the morning right now (laughs) yeah 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 we also have a super exciting thing to tell everybody what do we what do you uh what do we have to say well first of all we have to say that we're not officially starting season three yet but very very soon we will be just like don't get your knickers in a knot don't knot those necks because we're coming right back yeah we are gonna come all over your collective you, backs. Your backs. Uh, That's violent. Frosting the cake of your skin. That's worse. Um, just, just a cute whisper of semen into yeah. your ear. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's <laughs> almost worse for me. I'd rather the come on my back. But we are returning to the fucking podcasting world. We've been away for too long. We've been... We're doing work. Don't worry. Don't building, worry. Don't worry, people. Building don't worry, this up folks. to unveil it. So we're quite excited. Today, what we have to unveil is... We had a super fucking cool conversation with Turn Me On Podcast. Turn Me On Podcast. These guys are really, really cool. They're doing some really awesome stuff. Um, it's two friends of mine, Jeremy and Bridie. And uh, their podcast is a no-holds-barred conversation about what it is to be a sexual being in this crazy world. So, so exciting. They have guests come on and talk about their kinks and their sexual experiences. And we were very excited to 
to do the same in this crossover. And part of the cool thing was that we were able to find out how our podcast fits in into the realm of, of their world mm-hmm. and how their podcast fits into the realm of our queer storytelling activism comedy bullshit world can't wait for everyone to hear we also i just want to say we were all super 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 excited to talk with each other so this episode kind of starts in media oh yeah yeah as they say just like middle of the action so i think we kicked on record before any of us were really know knew that we were recording so um i hope you like things starting mid-sentence me too (laughs) personally i love it it's It's, pretty queer it is super super queer so we shouldn't have even explained it because that was the heteropatriarchy you want it you made us and i apologize okay personally (laughs) everyone thank you so much for tuning in um rate review and subscribe please do it's so important for us for us and for tuning on you can just cute just do it just so cute whining is good right tom that's what we learned at (laughs) podcasting school whining is like the act of drinking wine i agree yes whining while you whine (laughs) to get people to love you so without further ado take a listen let us know if you liked it and and we love you and see you soon we'll see you so soon you'll hear us so soon that was my calm whispering in your ear Okay, what do you mean a gender? Because my our sister, my sister-in-law, just had one for her baby, and I was like, I don't know if we can if you can do that anymore. A gender reveal party? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty presumptuous. Assumptuous, presumptuous. What's the word? I like both of them. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Assumptuously presumptuous. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The and things <laughs> really like the binary is just so strong with those because then like. You know, it's like t- tiaras or tractors. Like, mm-hmm. wait, hold on a second. Like, mm-hmm. I I was at a gender reveal party once though, and it it was probably one of the the most cherished memories I'll ever have. Aww. It was uh, it was my sister's gender reveal party for her for her first baby, and she has twin boys from like her husband has twin boys from a previous relationship, mm. so she's like stepmom to these two seven year old twin kids, right? And the the idea of the, of the gender reveal, like they got kind of creative with it. They went to a baker. They they gave the baker this like envelope. Inside it was the the gender. So no one, none of us knew. The baker took it. The genitals. It said penis or vagina. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The baker took yeah, it. Yeah, right. And if, if it was, yeah, if it, if 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 he opened up a pe- and a penis fell out, yeah. And he made he made uh, cupcakes, and the inside of them he filled it with blue icing. Mm. Or if it, if a vagina popped out of it, he put pink icing. Okay. Fucking classic, right? Right. So the whole idea was we were going to get these cupcakes, get together, and then bite into them, and then figure out, oh, Natasha has a boy or a girl. But we were like, let's get the boys, let's get the boys to to bite into theirs first and and show everyone the twin the, the twin boys, the, yeah, who are like what five? They were like at six, the time? yeah, maybe five, five or six. And so they take a bite in. It's it's a boy. It's a big blue fucking icing falling out of the out of the cupcake. Everyone is like cheering and having a great time and the boys are like yeah and they're and they just start stuffing their faces with the with the cupcakes and i'm just kind of like sitting watching it all and and then i i catch carter the one of the twin boys and he's just standing there looking so like Stoic. perplexed <laughs> yeah and and he just kind of like starts to 
sort of what and like it's very exciting like everything is the energy is high and he takes a few steps to the left and then power pukes just, <laughs> just fucking cupcake and blue icing everywhere it was the best they that's perfect that. that's exactly what gender makes us feel <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like he's so answer, ahead of his time like, yeah. to answer your question though I feel like that's our whole the whole takeaway from our show was like we understand it's a great ritual people love doing it just keep in mind that your kid is going to have to identify themselves in a while so like let's say it's blue and it's a boy when they're six or seven maybe have them like ask them like foster a non-binary relationship so they right. can have their own gender reveal if mm. they ever feel like they need to mm-hmm. break with what you have already projected onto them and mm-hmm. like how can you give them the canvas to to like make that because like mm-hmm. so often if you're just surrounded by blue or you're surrounded by pink and it's just like oh this is my color mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I guess like what do we do just put a lot of purples and yellows out there I guess yeah, yeah like I critical thinking think so. like expose them to media that that maybe people think is too mature, but like kids are smarter than people give them credit totally. for. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, totally. Like totally get it. Well, if you tell like my niece, she'll, she'll be like, so, uh, Bridie has a husband and mm-hmm. a boyfriend <laughs> and Tara will be like, yeah. And she's like, well, that means nobody tells her what to do. How old's your niece? Oh I know. It's, yeah, I know. It's awesome. awesome. Yeah. She's, how old, how old? she's, uh, she's 10 now, but this would have been uh-huh. like, she was eight at the time, I think. Nobody tells her what to do. Yeah. What a great takeaway. I know. She right? said, I want to be like Bridie when I grow up because she, nobody tells, she, nobody tells her what to do. Feminism. I know. I love, I love it too. <laughs> um, before we get too deep in, I, I feel, so are, am I correct in, in, cause I don't know, I don't know shit whenever we're recording. Bridie does all of the legwork for this entire show. Awesome. So, uh, but I think you said something We're it, is this like a combined episode of two yeah. podcasts fucking at the same time? Yeah, it's, it's a, exactly it's a verse, right. uh, yeah. flip fuck is what I would hope that this could be. Right? Amazing. Amazing. So sometime we'll be on the bottom and sometime we'll be on the top. <laughs> yes. Power bottom though. Yeah. Like don't yeah, always yeah, power absolutely. bottom. What yeah. is a power bottom? Uh, I think I know this. I think I know <laughs> this. Jeremy, what is it? I believe a power bottom uh, is someone who only uh, only bottoms, right? And and like and likes it uh, in a very particular manner, which is like hard. which is like in charge. So a power bottom generates um, the energy. Like so, a power bottoms like like backing up on the dick. Yeah, That's right. The top doesn't have to do all the slamming because the power bottom's like generating. The so force. as a lazy top, I look for power bottoms. So mm-hmm. it's like it, you're looking for like a daddy bottom. You're looking for you're like to can I not, no. a, not a daddy bottom, <laughs> not a daddy bottom. That's something else too. Is that something else? It's something else, and it's wonderful, and I love it. <laughs> what is daddy bottom? The daddy bottom would be like, like someone who's like maybe thirty to like sixty. There's no real age cap on daddies, daddy bottom. I guess. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they and they oh, want shit. to take it from someone who's younger. Well, okay, before okay, okay, okay. I could be a daddy bottom, in fact. <laughs> before That's we get true. too deep, too deep into it, because uh, I, I yeah, it? my God, it's this is gonna be great. Uh, why why don't, why don't you guys introduce yourselves for our listeners, and then and then we'll, Bridie, you and I can do the same. That's a great idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. Elliot, you're so good at this. I feel like you should just... So Tom and I are the hosts of Do You Queer What I Queer, which is a Toronto-based uh, politics comedy podcast. Uh, and what we say we do is we navigate the messy world of identity politics. Uh, and our whole gimmick is that we're stupid faggots. Yeah. I, I say it's a gimmick, but we really are stupid faggots. <laughs> I just like pret- I hide behind that armor of and it. And if you're offended by that word, that's okay. We're trying to reclaim it. You can reclaim it too mm-hmm. if you're a stupid faggot. Exactly. I saw the other day. Uh, I saw but th- only if you are? Like, I can't say that. I, that was a, my question. That's that, a good question. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of people who would say no. Like, like I want you to use it because, like, I want the word to be, like, celebrated. And I feel like you would know, you understand that the word is 
it not hurtful and you're reclaiming it in the same way that we are. Right. But if you were actually using it to put no, someone down. Yeah. Right. Then. I think I just probably won't use it <laughs> for a bit anyway. But also oh. like your queerness like activates in, it in a certain sense, I feel. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's tricky. And that's the thing. It's the messy world of it. We want to yeah, invite these questions yeah, yeah. and conversations. And um, I guess our biggest bottom line is that we don't know <laughs> the you answer. Yeah, yeah. Your, your power bottom line? Our power daddy bottom line is that we, <laughs> we're not I authorities. <laughs> we're not authorities right we're learning so sorry I, my name is Tom I don't think I said that mm. but um, I'm the other host of Do Queer or Die Queer and the point is is that a lot of people get scared over queer issues because you're always going to say the wrong thing yeah. you just always are and so what we're hoping to do is go on a learning experience with everyone because we are going to say the wrong thing we have said the wrong thing and we're going to learn mm-hmm. and and we're, we're just trying to maybe take the edge off but not take the importance out of the questions that are being asked surrounding mm-hmm. identity politics. Because mm-hmm. it is very important. There's a lot of stuff that needs to be discussed. But but to because so many people feel like they're going to say the wrong thing, they avoid talking about it exactly. at all. And that's exactly. such an issue. That's Absolutely. such a huge issue, right? Yep. So yeah, I, well, that's uh, I, I commend I commend y'all for doing what yeah. you do. So we've guessed that we hopefully have like a, a diverse voices to come on and sort of tell us what makes them queer and how they're activists in their own way and uh, learning through storytelling. Cool. Two yeah. things I should add is that with identity politics always come the necessity to recognize our privilege, and this podcast grew out of um, us realizing. Uh, in this broad spectrum of queerness, uh, we happen to be situated in bodies where you're like white, cis men at the end of the day who have a certain privilege within this community in itself. And so recognizing privilege is one thing, but activating privilege is where we start. So uh, our, our politics come from, okay, fine, you were born into this privileged position that, yeah. that gives you access to certain things. How the fuck are you using that? Like, yeah. what mm. is the next step beyond that? And so... Um, we always joke that we're just talking, but we're inviting a hub. We're inviting a community to kind of learn and grow mm-hmm. from there. Does that make sense, Thomas? It makes so much sense. Cute. I'm so stupid. I love learning. <laughs> when did you guys start the podcast? When did, when did the whole project start? Uh, we had the idea almost two years ago now, and we've been recording for about a year and a half. We've had 50 episodes. Okay. Um, and, Do you have uh, any favorites? Like if, if some of our listeners are like, I'm going to check that out. Should they start at the beginning and go forward? Start at the most recent, okay. I would say, and work your way back. And mm-hmm. I would say start from the beginning and work your way forward. Cut the difference. Start <laughs> in the middle. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, and split your brain two ways. Yeah, and listen to one episode in the right ear. Yeah. And, right. So like, and so so basically, you're listening to 26 in the right ear, 25 yeah. in the left ear, and then I, work your way up from there. And then put uh, on episode 25, put a headphone in your urethra, <laughs> and then you can listen from the middle. <laughs> yes, if that's you have li- a penis. Literal <laughs> sounding. Yeah. Literal sounding. Wait, sorry, that's, Tom. That's Yeah, the sound going straight in. Women have urethras, too. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. This is why I'm... See, exactly. Women have urethras. Thank you. Uh It's been a while since I've seen one. Yeah, shorter ones that are much more prone to urinary tract infections than Uh, ones in penises. So would you suggest putting a headphone in it? Um, I wouldn't recommend putting anything in my urethra, uh, (laughs) but uh, I, I mean... I might <coughs> I might do that thing that like sometimes pregnant people do where they put like headphones around their belly and Cute. like play music well, to that's sweet. Yeah, but I, I could I could put like one at, on the outside probably. Adjacent. Of, yeah. yeah. I wonder what that would feel like actually to put like a you know the vibrations of sound in into that, your that must exist as a t- as a sex. Why don't oh, yeah. listeners? Sure. Why don't you go ahead and do that, and then you can email us in and. Mm-hmm. Well, there's there is that. I mean, the the we uh, this is kind of different, but like we vibe. 
you can you I can hook my I can hook up some like some some like Kanye West to the Wii vibe yeah. so that the beat of whatever song I'm playing is playing straight up into your hoo-ha. Wow. Oh, no. That's really yeah. interesting. Yeah, you can link it through your through your through the music on your phone. If anyone wants Let's to send me one, my P.O. box is. Let's <laughs> save the fetuses from Kanye West, though. <laughs> yeah. Mega. Yeah. Can yeah. I just say really fast before I move on, also, um, anyone who's listening, please reach out to us at uh, doyouqueer at gmail.com. Um, rate, review, and subscribe to Do You Queer What I Queer on iTunes because mm-hmm. we need to get better at doing that off the top. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it, it, it that is actually a massive, a massive for anyone who's out there in the podcast land. Like that is a that's a massive help. Those mm-hmm. those ratings and those reviews. That's why I say it every goddamn episode mm-hmm. at the end. Mm-hmm. For our listeners, can you guys please introduce yourselves? Yeah, you go for it, Bride. Oh, hi there. I'm Bridey. Uh, <laughs> I am the co-host of Turn Me On podcast with my husband, Jeremy, and we got into this uh, a couple of years ago uh, just to basically get more comfortable with talking about sex and um, learn and to learn more as well. Like I didn't have much of a sex education, um, not from my family and not from school. So I found myself as like a, you know, in my early 30s and still feeling shy to say certain things and wanting to like I don't know tear that down and and just educate myself on on what's out there so I could stop being so fucking intimidated by it all and Mm. maybe look bring some new things into the bedroom fucking great that's amazing yeah Yeah. I'm Jeremy I'm your I'm your husband (laughs) and and that's what we do Yeah. yeah Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I'm Jeremy. Yep, that's me. And we talk a little, I mean, we're, we talk a like. We're polyamorous. That's, a, that was, that was a big part of like why we actually wanted to start the podcast was because we decided to open our marriage and, <clears throat> and we had a lot of friends and, 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 and peers that were super fascinated by like the logistics of that and how that all works. And so I remember when you came to me with the idea, Bride, for for turn me on you, you were just like we're gonna have these conversations anyway we might as well just put it out there to the world so that people can hear it yeah and, which i thought was a brilliant idea yeah and so, i've always wanted to do something with you yeah. i've always we've always wanted to like create something together yeah because i can't <clears throat> i'm sterile i can't have babies yeah so this is our baby this is our baby oh that's really cute, that's so yeah. cute. yeah and for personal history bridie and jeremy and i all went to acting school that's together. right i'm so sorry to many, each and every one of you many moons ago well, i think there were enough years apart that we didn't really <coughs> run we didn't really mm. this is each other too we'd see each no. other in the hallways and give each other hands nod jobs. and yeah, yeah. Jerk each other off and yeah. yeah yeah there's that that old glory hole in the oh yeah in the back oh of that the, was you yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys ever play the game in acting school where you had to no, throw... No, Elliot, I don't want to go through this again. Did you have well, to throw I, I a do. rope on the ground and then see where it landed and act out the feeling that the rope gave no. you? I, I literally did that exact thing. It was a rope yeah. and it was and it went into my belly and it was... Not just, on the ground. The yeah. Center, yeah. yeah, you put it yeah. in your body though. Oh. Yes, but I but I took the rope. The, the rope the, was on the ground. The design on the ground. Oh. You, you throw it and it lands. I don't and remember then, that part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're lucky. And then you embody it. Elliot yeah. is fixating on this one acting... I can tell you way weirder ones and too. you you didn't like that one uh, well i i mean no i didn't like it but i sure did it well <laughs> okay <laughs> okay because I, I remember i remember that being like revolutionary for me really i'm not even fucking joking you oh specifically the you ro- drank like, the kool-aid oh i drank yeah, that yeah, yeah. shit up yeah <laughs> yeah i drank that shit up it yeah. felt so good in mm-hmm. my body mm-hmm. to do no that. no it did feel good and yeah, i i felt feel psychotic oh yeah like it was uh it was it was a definitely like a i, I felt like 
it was the first time I ever felt like, oh, there's a higher power. You know, like it was it was, <laughs> well, it was a rope inside was, my body. That's yeah, it yeah. was it. Well, the the thing is, you had to like as you were as you had this rope in that knot or whatever it was in, like traveling around in your body, you also had to recite a monologue at the same time. That's right. Remember mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. And uh, been, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that, I found that, I, I liked that exercise as well because um, it's, you know, in theater school they were always telling me I needed to fucking loosen up and like break out of my like habitual movements. And I mean, I'm sure they said the same thing to all of us, but yeah. I was like, I really do need to do that and I still feel that. So the rope exercise, like, yeah, like my body was acting independently of my brain and Ooh. that was fucking a I'm real relief. So glad I asked. Can I ask our listeners to pause this, throw your headphones on the ground and just like put them in your body right now? <laughs> I'm so tired of you. <laughs> like, I wish you would drop it. I exhaust myself. <laughs> I can't really do it. Okay, can I interrupt? Because I would like to say if if Jeremy and Bridie, if you don't mind, um, we start our every episode off with um, coming from a place of uh, telling where we are emotionally mm-hmm. and we do that in a form of a color. Okay. And so we say what color we're feeling that day and maybe why. But you can like how. acting school this. Like it can be just a massive emotion. Right. So like, like my color oh. today is like a is a bright yellow, like a beacon yellow, and it's just like um lasers on a mirror, like yellow lasers sort of jumping all around like I'm part of some kind of jewel heist. Whoa. And so I'm like working my way through these like yellow beams. Yeah. Like Catherine Zeta Jones. Exactly. <laughs> In whatever that movie was, that Entrapment. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. yeah, and so I'm just looking for my Sean Connery. Basically, you know what's really funny about that scene is that uh, there's someone broke it down, and there's these pillars along that entire room, and she could have she could have just walked behind <laughs> around them. the pillars. And, yeah, it's because so, the lasers aren't. That's going. great. That's part of my color too. That that's part calm. of my color too. Because like I want to find the most convoluted, stupid way to do everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I yeah, love that's it. Sweet. Elliot, will you go? Because I feel like totally. Yeah, my color today is like lube colored. It's um, <laughs> I feel I feel slippery in the best way. I feel like I'm like um, I'm full of lubrication, and I can really just mirror other people's emotions. Like I'm a little translucent. If you shine a light on me, I'll reflect it back to you. But also, I have a purpose. Like I'm to be used to be fucked. Right. right. I don't want to put this on you, but I'm getting like a strawberry lube. Okay. Me. Yeah, I can be flavored like for flavor. sure. Yeah. Maybe I'm like a heat activated lube. Also, there's like different dimensions. Have you ever used that? No. Ow, it, it hurts up your butt. It really scares me. It hurts up your. Uh, yeah, I feel like it would feel all right on the on the penis, but yeah. up the up the butthole, up the hoo ha, soft membrane no, no, no. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It felt like sitting on like hot coal. Oh, really God. hot. Yeah. yeah, just, oh, Jesus. I just yeah. want to be helpful. To, do you know what I mean? Like, I want to, like, I want to activate like, things. <laughs> so that's me. I'm slippery and wet, but, like, sexy slippery. That's cute. Is it cute? For you? Mm-hmm. Thank you. So you guys, what are, what are your colors? What are Bratty? you feeling? I'm going to go with, like, um, a, a seafoam green, not because it's the color of all the coffee lids in the room, but um, because <laughs> I'm I'm feeling, like, cold. Like, my surface is cold, but my inside is, like, kind of warm so i feel like a definite kind of like wateriness i also just went to body blitz yesterday so i feel like it's a sea salty kind of um feeling but with like accents Mm. like in a in a contemporary abstract painting that costs too much money with like with like a very sharp (laughs) red through it like complimentary but Mm. also abrupt um and that is that is like the tension that comes into my body when I get 
a little too caffeinated or like a little bit nervous. Preach. Yeah. It's almost like you drank hot strawberry lube, right? Yeah. Some might say. And Gargled it like, yeah. first and then drank it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or accidentally got some up my butt. <laughs> <laughs> accidentally. <sure>. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Ellie did air quotes. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm feeling like a sea of patterned black orange and and white wow uh, very color, halloween the colors of well the colors of the monarch butterflies actually oh. what i'm thinking of but it is kind of halloweeny isn't it yeah well. yeah well okay so this is great halloween and monarch butterfly because i'm feeling uh i'm feeling um uh uh pretty pretty nervous i got a lot of like i've got butterflies i'm feeling a little scared Maybe even we could say scared, Halloween, scared, nervous, mm-hmm, uh-huh. um, because I'm going to do something later today that I've I've never done, and I and I I I, I feel so like weird about it, and I Fill I'm not in. weird about it. Fill us in like strawberry loop. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to I, I'm going to a uh, I'm going to go to a rub and tug. Yay. Oh yeah, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. And I've never is it exciting? I I'm think a little so. I'm, I'm a little nervous. I, I feel like I had a little a bad experience. Uh, I should. Only talk about good experiences. Maybe I don't want to scare. No, you. no. Let, I mean, let's keep it with the scary nervousness. Of so, give me your Halloween rub and tug story. Okay, so I've already told this story <laughs> on our podcast, but whatever. I'll just may, may I? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll do it again. So I'll, I'll do the shortened version. So I was in Mexico, and uh, my friend and I were just like, "Yeah, let's just do it." You know what? Why not? Let's just go for it. And so I unfortunately like there was sort of like a. Um, uh, um, a plethora of of different gentlemen outside of this uh, particular massage parlor. Okay, yeah, central like all just place. lined up. Yeah, yeah, like a like a buffet of some sort. Classic. Okay. Yeah, and so there was this one little twink, if you know anything about me, that I was that I wanted, uh, but my friend chose him first, and so I was like, oh, what else do I like? How else like? Do I identify with my sexuality? And then there was just like brooding, like obviously straight guy in the back. Who was like like this? Like he didn't really want to have anything to do with his job. But I was like, oh, Tom that's just the like one I want. Tom just folded his <laughs> oh, arms. No, he zeroed in on him. <laughs> yeah, and so he was like, he didn't speak any English, and like my Spanish is next to none too. So we went in, and um, I was like, oh, do I take off all my clothes? He said, yeah. So he starts rubbing me down, or not like he starts on sort of like doing this, like just yeah, just like, like, just like tapping, tapping me yeah. and like rubbing me slightly, like not at all a massage. And it was kind of cold in that room. Oh. And like there was a little divider up between where my friend was and I was. And so I heard everything that was happening to him. And it was, it, I, I don't know, I didn't like it. As soon as I sat down and he was like doing that, I, I didn't like it. And then he he kept on putting his like um, his dick in my hand. Like, at, like my hands were like this. And he kept on like placing his penis in my hands. And I was like, Oh no! I don't. Like, don't you? I'm very selfish. Like I, I, I don't want to touch you. You were there to put your dick in his hand, mm-hmm. kind of, right? Right. <laughs> but he wasn't getting that. And then all of a sudden, I hear a little shuffle, and then he mounts me. He gets on top of me. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, like totally naked, and he starts like um, not fucking me, but like his erect penis is like going like he's swiping up the my credit crack. card. He's doing like, the hot dog. Oh. He's doing the hot dog. Yeah, and like. I'm I'm so not into it like like (laughs) I just like it's typical me like yeah like like my bravado like comes up short as always and so I I just have a couple I was like please get off please I don't like this please please get off he was like okay sorry and he was like what you just want a regular massage I was like yes please and this was like five minutes into a 45 minute massage so then I spent 40 minutes 
as this guy like awkwardly poked me as oh my, my God. friends getting the best hand job of his life yeah right. i was really hoping you were gonna like he you're you, you're gonna say yeah i just want a regular massage and he busts out the most immaculate like deep tissue massage you've <laughs> ever had in your life no it was <laughs> awful and it was cold and i was just like oh. sitting there like uh, and then he like went to go touch my penis at kind of the end and i was like please just don't yeah yeah i i think i'm i think i'm nervous because uh i mostly because i i, I mean I had I had really great sex yesterday. Like it was it was fantastic. I and this is I, I've I've always had this like strong thing right where, where I've said I'll never pay for sex. I don't need to pay for sex. Like as if it's this this thing that I'm above, which I totally do, I'm I don't think that now. And and you know I, I now that I'm, we're in Toronto and we had this opportunity, we were talking about it because an, an old friend of mine works at this place, and she was like, you should come in. And not not to see her, but to see like some of the girls that she works with. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that would be that would be a really interesting experience. But when I called to make book the appointment, I reverted to like a 13 year old yeah. boy yes. who was like who like heard the word booby for the first <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I I just I have no idea what the fuck is going to happen. That's really exciting. Oh, I kind of want to come with you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I realized in that moment that I I think. I really would like to work in the sex industry in some form mm. or another. Like, I tried the camming thing <laughs> one time, and I yeah. was like, I am not technologically savvy enough or yeah. patient enough for this. And uh, and I, I've always loved the idea of being paid for sex because I'm yeah. like, well, you know what? I can do it without getting emotionally attached. So why not just fucking do it? You know, I'm, as a yeah, I'm so behind that, that. Yeah, Tom always thinks that I would feel dirty at my first transaction, but I'm not super sure. Yeah. I guess well, I depends. just I'm worried about the slippery slope of it for Elliot specifically. Okay. <laughs> like, uh, right. not that, not. I'm a very like hot or cold person, and I feel like I would maybe just go all in. Yeah, and maybe mm-hmm. like lose. What I want to try is I've I been was thinking about that in the shower today. I was thinking like if I do this today and I love it, mm-hmm. could could I could th- could this be like the one thing that I get addicted to? I'm not addicted to really anything except for snorting Snuff. tobacco yeah. and, and coffee and maybe alcohol. But uh, uh, and no, and now rub and tugs. Yeah, now, yeah. Could it be rub and tugs? I Quite don't know. Possibly. I don't know. Yeah. I just I I, I don't want to like. I do love a public hand job. Like there's something about that that's so like. I don't. Know, it reminds me of when I was 14 and Ooh. discovering sex or something. Yeah. 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 I, I yeah. I hope it, I hope that's how it feels because yeah. my my biggest fear is. My biggest fear is legitimately laughing. Mm-hmm. I I don't want to la- I don't want to laugh. I, I don't... think you should allow yourself to. Yeah. Because like if you're worried about laughing, you're gonna do it. But if you're just like in the moment, and if you let out a <laughs> few Snickers, like yeah, right, Ew. it's gonna be. <laughs> I know that's not, that's what I'm saying. It's like that's it's not, fine. It's, it's okay. So... It's like let's not let's not like pretend that we're somewhere else or not you know uh, yeah, not I ourselves so. in the moment. But like, these are yeah. professionals too, right? Like if you laugh, I'm sure like their job is to make the entire thing go smoothly and to make you feel at she, ease. Yeah, and, maybe she'll right? laugh with me. She and should then roll with it. Yeah, she should just probably roll with it. Yeah. She's new. I'm also <laughs> curious about the legalities of like even say, even talking about this right now. Like, mm. is that we should probably I should probably talk to my lawyer brother-in-law who's mm. a lawyer. Yeah. Maybe. Let's just say the address on here, just in case. Yeah, yeah, sure. So it's. Uh, <laughs> I had a friend who went for rub and tug, or sorry, actually went for a massage and thought you just get naked, um, but that was the symbol for a rub and tug at this certain parlor. Uh. Um, and the masseuse started by fingering his asshole, which Whoa. I feel like is a very big first step. Yeah, where do you go from there? Yeah, right. And he was like, "Oh my god, no! Like, I'm so sorry." She's like, "Oh, you were naked. I just assumed." I think that's a nice place to start. Is there no gray scale between like even touching your body and then just like a finger in the ass? It feels very. Man, uh, 
that happened laugh. today, I think I would be, I think there would be no chance of laughing and I would probably be like, oh, fuck yeah, this, we're, it's on. Like let's, this, that, uh-huh. I think that it would take it from, from yeah. awkward and nervous to I am now so jacked up and horny. Maybe that's the technique, though. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah, exactly maybe. why it happened. Totally. Because then... I think then, I would want that to happen to me. <laughs> yeah, then it would, like... It's probably going to lead to something more. And then as a worker, you're probably like, well, that's that's good for my pocketbook because, mm-hmm. right. you know... You, make more, you, make you, more you, bank. Exactly. So yeah. Here's what I've been thinking about because I also am curious about sex work and worried about it. Um but my, because I'm a hockey player, so my friends have been telling me that like that's a big fetish in the gay world, like mm. hockey players, because my equipment fucking stinks, mm. like it is foul, like you cannot stay in the same room with mm-hmm. it, and so they were saying that I should wear equipment and then mail it out to people. Oh, oh yeah, dude, yeah. that's like, t- I mean, for for women, I know I have a couple friends back home who sell their panties, mm-hmm. and you know that like they will get requests of going. You know, the guy will be like, I want you to wear it for a week straight and do some hot yoga while you're at, while yeah. you're at it. And they're, they're like, okay. So I think I would do that up. maybe. Yeah. I have a tip for anyone who wants to sell it but doesn't feel comfortable wearing it first. I had a friend that would just spread mayonnaise and leave her panties in the sun for a few days. And apparently it kind of oh. emulates the same stench. So oh, I could imagine. For fuck's sake. Yeah, that <laughs> is gnarly. I, that we don't need a hack for that. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> I would just wear it anyway, but I don't know. I don't know what people are comfortable with. What would, you, what would be your rate? Because like hockey gear ain't, ain't cheap, no, too, right? That's so you're, right. You're giving it would up have the to goods. Be expensive. Yeah. Because like I've ha- I've had a few jocks go missing because sometimes guys come over and they want me to wear my hockey equipment and I'm into that. Really? But then they'll like they're like I've had two two times guys have said come in your jock and then they've worn my cummy jock home. Whoa, that is super cool. I love that. So then I'm like, fuck, I should have. Like, I just lost a jock. Like, those aren't cheap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do you you play? What position do you play? Left defense. Okay, because I'm just picturing you in just full goalie gear. (laughs) 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 With a giant goalie pad. (laughs) Just full of cum. Just just a gigantic sub (laughs) of cum. (laughs) Absolutely not. I'd pay $20 for that. (laughs) Most. $20, please. Yeah, you're a cheap lady. Um, Brady, I'm really curious about your cam work. Was it actually just the technical stuff that stopped it? Like, that was kind of the only... Yeah, I think so. I mean, like, I had a pretty, I spent a lot of time researching it, and Mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time, like, planning what my niche could be, like, what my tags would be, and, like, what I'd be comfortable doing, and I I was pretty comfortable and pretty excited about my list. Actually, wearing a clown nose was going to be a part of my my costume. (laughs) Wait wait a second. (laughs) I I was at the house when she came up with the decision. Yeah. Yeah. Right, uh, and I was like, I bet no, I bet it's I, somebody's gonna want that. And I thought, you know, that's how you make money is you tap into the fucking niche yep. and you go hard on it. But like, yeah, I was like, the interface for camming is very not user friendly. It's mm-hmm. like there's like a screen here, and then you gotta keep up a chat, and then you gotta know what people are doing you gotta like be familiar enough with the fact that like if someone gives you a coin i guess you know you have to like it reminds me of when i go to like when i go to vegas or when i go like into the casino and i go into a part of the casino where it's like it's not blackjack and it's not roulette and i'm like i don't fucking get any of the mechanics of any of this and it's, it's all so happening con- so fast and all around you you're just hearing ching 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 that's exactly what you hear wait wait explain this like i don't get it well so people can like give you money like in in real time? Yeah, they give you money in real time. Tokens. It's like it's tokens. So it's mm-hmm. like 
you know, it's they pay, they they pay for their tokens and they give you tokens to do certain things or as you just talk to them and they're coming and going like you're like so and so's joined your your chat and then they leave and then you got to say hi to everybody and you got to ask them where they're from and like you got to be a host. That's a lot of admin work and while you're doing I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then if someone like get, an octopus. I couldn't tell if like someone was buying a private show and mm. then I think I was alone with them and and I didn't know what to do except to just like get naked right away and then it lasted like 2 minutes and they were gone like I didn't earn enough tokens to actually get a payout. So after it, that Now I in was that like, experience, in that experience did you come out of that going this is a fucking hustle. This is a job. It is because you have to like you know, everyone recommends like do it at the same time every day. Like you can make a good chunk of change, but it's a long game. Like it's not right away. You got to you got to find a following and you got to get regulars and you got to show up to work at the same time every day and you got to have a, a perfect like setting. It's got to be tidy. It's got to be like right. you got to have your outfits. You got to have toys kind of in the background that people can see and ask you to use. And I was like this is a very large investment of time and money. I strongly um, suggest people watching Cam on Netflix. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Ooh. It's like a very good representation of everything that you just described. Is that okay. fictional? Or? It's a horror. It's a fictional horror movie about a Cam girl whose uh, account gets hacked. and she like, But it's hacked by her. And she sees herself and she's like, wait, that's not me, mm-hmm. but that is me. And it's this, it's a very Black Mirror-esque. It's so good. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's everything. You're t- it's like all that world, that swirling kind of. And it's written by a cam girl. Mm, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's right. yeah. So this is, we had this conversation the other day and, and someone was saying that like it's quite accurate to, to it depicts it quite accurately. That's Ex- so I mean, cool. except for the horror. Stuff, yeah. And respectfully too, I'd say, right? Right. I left that film minus the horror being like, I want to try this. Like, okay, that cool. looks cool. Yeah. That's good. Because when I heard about it, I haven't seen it. When I heard about it, I was worried. Like, I was like, should we really be depicting like sex work in like a horror movie? You right. Know, and yep. Relating the two, you know? Cause... I think your thing wins. I think you're right. <laughs> I'm now on your side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you ever thought about doing sex work? Uh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. I mean, I've, I had some people approach me to be like their sugar baby mm. um but i'm i'm a really big pragmatic like pragmaticist and i was like okay but is there a grace period like do i get the money up front and like i think i scare people with my questions because sugar babies are supposed to be very emotionally available like i'm supposed to be um like very weak and kind of subjected to their will and i'm like up front like is it this 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 or this like when do i get it and people just stop talking to I me thought sugar mm-hmm. babies are supposed to be like um greedy greedy little like whiny yeah, if it describes that's the case, demanding. Describe sugar baby. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, then I guess my sugar daddies have been looking, th- my non-existent sugar daddies have been looking for something else. Um, but a sugar baby is basically just someone who, uh, there's an emotional aspect to a relationship, but it's mostly financial. And someone, uh, a sugar daddy will pay for, um, I have friends who just go to dinner with these people. I have friends who right. have sex with these people. I have, like, it's it's whatever they're looking for. But because I'm partnered, it's always hard navigating a couple as a sugar baby yep. and that's an extra kind of dimension because right. people want the emotional attachment but then we have to kind of pretend that we're not as emotionally attached my yeah. partner and i yeah. Mm-hmm. but yeah i would definitely do that and i would definitely try cam work i think it's something interesting i feel like i would love cam work but i just i i feel like there's not <clears throat> i feel like the the money is and maybe this maybe i'm totally wrong here but i feel like really the money is only in it for females mm. I think you're wrong. You yeah? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Well, OnlyFans, yeah, yeah. gay gays have OnlyFans like left, right and center and it's like um kind of like an Instagram thing where you, Yeah, I know can a couple buy. people who are on OnlyFans. Which yeah. always blows my mind cuz 
a lot of gay people I know just share nudes left, right, and center. I'm like, wait, people are paying for this. It's confusing. But Ooh. I guess there's a market. Ooh. Yeah. I gotta admit, man, maybe I should break into that. I like these. Knowing that only creepy old men will be I, probably. You know what? I am so okay with yeah, anybody too. jerking off to me. Yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah, that gets, yeah. yeah, it gets me going. If you want to jerk like off just to the th- thought of me, I'm so, I'm flattered. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah, course. Going to jump on this bandwagon. Yeah. bandwagon. Yeah. I also agree with that. Yeah, I love it. I'm into the idea of having an Amazon wish list and people yeah. buying me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> See, but now with the Amazon wish, wish list, I feel like you're under, uh, underselling yourself. Well, I agree, but To it's, me, that's the, like, that is the in-kind sponsorship. Like, that shit, that but doesn't. But babe, that's how it's legitimized. And, and legal because mm. they're not giving oh. you money. Oh, yeah, oh, oh, oh. yeah. They can buy you gift cards ah. as well. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, and then and then there's like a Patreon. Isn't it absolutely fucked that it is illegal? Yes. Like it did. It just does not. And yet, it's the most persistent line of work that has existed, existed. through all of time. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, mean, there, I mean, yes, there are elements to that that world that that have been exploited and and it, and it. And it is not very healthy for, for, you know, human beings. But, like, I feel like that comes with every – everything has its own version of, like, of this a seedy underbelly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really love the, like, <laughs> the comparison of, like, oh, if you think that, uh, con- like, a carpenter doesn't, like, sell their body for their work, mm-hmm. the, then it, you're, that's a little skewed. Or a server, like, anything. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. might I also – is this too radical to say I think it's illegal because of misogyny and mm-hmm. because of the patriarchy? Ooh. Because, Ooh. God forbid, women actually take, like, take power. Do you know what I mean? I feel yeah. like it being such a prevalent industry – the same people who demonize it also probably seek it. And right? I think it really helps people. Like there's a lot of people out there who don't aren't getting laid and we all think like sexual health is very important and not getting laid or in relationships where, you know, they're not getting what they need and and I think it's better than having an affair you know going Absolutely. out there and it's like paying for a service so. and there's a huge uh, market as well for disabled people um, yes, exactly. and sex workers for disabled people so like yeah fucking make it legal yeah yeah no kidding <laughs> do you guys know andrew gerza no he's got uh, a yeah, little little plug for andrew he's got a podcast called disability after dark and uh he's a queer um queer man who it has uh, i believe andrew i'm so sorry if i'm butchering this i, I believe he has cerebral palsy um, so he uses a power chair. Um, he's very, he's like a huge advocate for, for sex and disability. And we had him on sick boy. I've been meaning to get him on uh, turn me on. Um, but his podcast is fantastic. Wow. Yeah. I'm now a fan. Oh, you guys for awesome. sure should get him on the show. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, did, yeah. He's great. That's he's amazing. really great. Is How, he out of Toronto? Where is he out of? Uh, uh, d- uh, he's he in Toronto, Toronto. And, oh. and on Grindr, his, uh, his profile name is, uh, um, I think it was like disabled dick or 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 something like. Anyway, I'm just yeah. gonna walk around the city on Grinder now in the oh, hopes yeah, of bumping into him. him. Yeah, right, because that's so to. different than what you usually do. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> uh. um, I have a question for you folks. Um, so I read a lot of this relationship therapist named Esther Perel, um, and you know she's not like she's not like promoting non-monogamy but she she has a book called the state of affairs and she's like rethinking infidelity and reframing monogamy and all of this kind of stuff and she regularly refers to the gay community as having like kind of a handle on the non-monogamish uh, uh like approach to relationships mm-hmm. and and i'm wondering is there like with with uh, gay marriage coming into uh, play as like a possibility now, do you think that that 
as a possibility. It's been around. Well, I know, but it, like you can if you want mm-hmm. to get married. Oh yeah, 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 yeah right. Um, is that like? Do you think that's gonna change the monogamy question op- opt in? Hmm. Can I take this one? I suppose you better. I think. Um, I think it depends because I know some people who, some gay people who actively resist the institution of marriage just because of its um, Christian history mm-hmm. and because of the history of oppression and what it represents. It kind of seems like an offhanded toss at the at the gay community when there's a lot of um, structural issues that are still happening. So, like, that factors into this. But then I also know married couples who are open. Like, mm-hmm. it seems like I know people who politically marry for for like the simple reason that they can and then it doesn't necessarily represent the same that it does to straight people so i think gay marriage as an institution is more of like a more of an expression of rights right. or or something or like a, a a political resistance because of that same institution but people are still open a lot of married guys that i know still play around or have the desire or it's a conversation yeah um, i don't think it's maybe treated the same way yeah. although i'm not married myself but my partner and i have been together for almost eight years and we have threesomes and we're open in that sense and i think if we got married that wouldn't change mm-hmm. right it'd be more of like a securing of property and getting right. into family law and just kind of um if one of us passes away like the property you know what i mean i yeah. think it's more of like a legal re- like recognition mm-hmm. than it is a spiritual foundation of unity right okay. if that answers the question totally that makes a lot of sense to me thank you i just i've been thinking about that since i read it like i've been reading your book on this trip and thinking a lot about about you know like wanting to research that a little more like the 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 like why why it's so much more prevalent in the in the gay community than mm-hmm. it is. that's a really good question i i don't even know the answer myself like if I, I, would, I like have a guess it might be again goes back to like oppression and repression like we were taught to hide who we were from a young age so finally when we're able to express our sexuality mm-hmm. we want to continue to express that sexuality mm-hmm. louder with more people mm-hmm. maybe do, you think, do maybe. you think that there's a part of it too though that that like that comes from like a evolutionary biological sort of background you know like in terms of uh, or maybe maybe this is maybe this is not the way to look at it maybe this is like a toxic way to look at it but like the idea that um you know in for as as a species like males typically are trying to spread their seed as far and as wide as possible and females are are taking that and cultivating what comes with that and and reproducing life and so you know if it's a, a bunch of males that are just getting together and and like do do you think that like men are just more apt to be polyamorous or or not polyamorous no. but open you don't think no and i think you should read this book that i'm reading because that what you just said is state of affairs yeah okay what you just said men want to spread their seed and women want the security is made up by men mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. which is right which is what I, when i started to say it i was like i and i know the answer to this <laughs> as it's coming out of my yeah, mouth but Look at us all learn. <laughs> there's a really awesome anthropologist named emily martin and she studies um kind of the social construction of science and scientific language. And one of her research projects looked at the way that textbooks sell the idea of the sperm as the active penetrator and egg as the passive receptor. Mm. Um, But in reality, the egg actually has a series of mechanisms that draw the sperm in and the sperm are just blindly fucking around. And the egg is the thing that like pulls it in and actively 
creates that. And so it's like coded into all of our language, this female passivity and male mm. activity. But in reality, the, it's so much wider than that, right? Mm. And God, that, cool. I don't know why, but that reminded me of um, uh, this, this super um, spooky sci-fi film that came out a couple of years ago called um, uh, Fuck. Under the, under the, uh, Scarlett Johansson, Under the Skin. Okay. Oh, uh, the Tuscan sun. Uh, mysterious skin, the skin I live in. <laughs> no, not the skin I live in, but uh, something similar to that. I think it was like under. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah. Under the skin, but anyway, the whole the whole premise of the movie is uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson is like clearly she's some sort of alien, but like in human form and and in like beautiful human form, and she just walks about in in uh, in like Ireland or somewhere some UK smaller UK town, and essentially just like almost vamp- vampire-esque seduces men to follow her into her apartment, but then it just, like, they end up getting sucked into this black goop that is, you know, part of the alien, whatever they're trying to do with the humans. Like, the aliens are just capturing the humans, and, and, and they're they're just blindly cool. Like, and, like, she's the egg, and she's just like, follow me. Okay, I need to see that. I only ever saw the first five minutes where it zooms out, and she's in that blackness, and I was like, mm. bored, next, but it's I'm going to go back. It's, it. it's a slow burn. It's a slow burn, but it's a, it's a crazy movie. Cool. Yeah. Under the Skin, I believe is what it's called. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Under the Skin. I have a question for you folks, if mm-hmm. I might change the subject slightly. Um, I was really curious about the way that, so like you said at the beginning, Brady, you started this project to kind of become more comfortable about it. And I was wondering if since you, both of you started, have your kinks or what turned you on changed? Have you discovered more through talking about it? like, Or, or do you feel like you're just rediscovering more of yourself? I think rediscovering more of myself, if personally, like I think, uh, I think our my interests and what turns me on is constantly evolving. Mm. And there, there, you know, there were some things very early on in the podcast days when, when I was thinking about all the the fantasies that I've had and how you know they they have evolved and evolved slowly. But now that we're having conversations where I'm actually confessing what they are they're actually changing more rapidly mm. and that's really cool I love that. you know and you know I, we started and I felt like maybe I'm really kinky and then I was like oh no maybe I'm really vanilla <laughs> and now I'm like well I don't know maybe we'll just both. see yeah, yeah and my big thing right now is like I really want to be more like v- verbally expressive in that I, w- I would like to I think I'm Right now, I think I'm more dominant than submissive, and and it's kind of scary to to let that come out a little bit in a in um, my sexual my current sexual relationship because you don't want to get shut down in mm-hmm. in, yeah. in the moment. Yeah. Like, and if if I take what if I take things too far, and it's like I'm not into that, then then I it's scary when you're emotionally involved with someone to to. Like, think that's re- what the really fun part about casual sex is and, like, sleeping with lots of people is, like, I could be anybody. You have no idea. We're just going to do this right now. But when you have an emotional bond to somebody being, <laughs> being turn- turned down or, or them not being in- want interested in mm-hmm. it is is a lot harder to take. So that, yeah. I don't know so, yeah. So, no, it totally does. Okay. How about you, Jeremy? Yeah, I. What was the qu- the question? Was since you started this project, have have your preferences emerged or changed based on this, or yeah. neither? Like, have you stayed kind of the same? I I feel like I I feel like I just I I became more um, more apt to uh, 
accepting any of the any of the thoughts or like kinks or ideas that pop up, my, up in my head as opposed to not even allowing myself to go there. Mm-hmm. You know, like we, we've spoken to so many people with so many different kinks and things that I didn't even know were a thing. I didn't even know were, were existed things that turn people on. And, and now nothing, it feels like nothing really surprises me or shocks me when I hear something. That's great. And mm-hmm. I, I remember, I remember like soon into doing the show, I was having a conversation with someone, I think it was Becca. And I, I said, I said to her, like, I, I don't think there's a single thing that I would say no to except for Scott. Poop shit. I don't yeah. fuck with shit, <laughs> yeah. but that, but like anything, like if someone's like, I want to piss in your mouth, I'd be like, yeah, you should try. If you want to yeah. do that, then let's figure that out. Like let I'll, I will bring, I will bring myself to that knowing it gives you pleasure. Whereas like before we had these conversations, before we got into this, I think I was, I would, I wouldn't allow myself to even like go there. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but also on top of that, like I, I've also realized that I don't think that's changed me. I think it just really just opened up a door for me to, to be just be more who I want to be. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah, that. Yeah. Right. I love like that, I just, I, I'm, yeah, yeah. It didn't, it didn't change things. <clears throat> but you know, it, it also did introduce me to things that I didn't really realize I, I fucking wanted. Mm-hmm until after I heard it, you know, like when we got into like the daddy Dom little girl stuff, like uh-huh. that was, I remember hearing that and going like the cogs and the wheels <laughs> in my brain just like almost, I almost imploded <laughs> on myself. <laughs> going, oh my God, I think this is like, I think this is me. I think I'm part of this. Uh-huh. Um, Would you be the little girl to someone else's daddy? Absolutely. <laughs> no, no. Well, so it was really interesting is like Becca, Becca, and we, we spoke to this couple and it was, it was a, a DDLG setup and they've been together for a real, you know, significant period of time and they were like DDLG light like they weren't super hardcore into it mm. but they were very much involved in the community and and as they were discussing you know the 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 ins and outs of their kink I just remember sitting there going oh my god this is Becca and I they, like this is legit Every, we are doing everything that these people are doing but I never had a I never had a label for it I never had a way to like cool you know express it yeah that's so interesting mm-hmm in the same vein, do you? I'm just worried because uh, worried. I'm interested. <laughs> I'm not Tom's worried. always I'm worried. I'm really worried about you, Jeremy. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, no. I'm thinking so much about my sexuality and like <clears throat> how much I need to work on it. Like I feel like I'm I've painted myself in this box, and I feel like I have a really like um, negative relationship with my sexuality um, because I. Like at the like, I, you're not my therapist, so I don't really need to go into it. But like, that's I feel like I really don't is. deserve it in the, in the end. You and don't so deserve sex. I don't deserve it, and so that's why I like weird things like exhibitionism. And <clears throat> I, I'm not sure that's why I like it, but um, yeah, I don't know. I need to, I need to have a better relationship with sex. Mm-hmm. Um, are you? I do, don't. Are you, are you, I don't have sex often, hmm. and. Uh, and I and I don't want to, and I need to figure out why. Are you actively doing things to try to figure that out, or or is it a little bit more of a passive sort no, of? No, I feel it? like it's something that I've just started <laughs> to figure out, mm-hmm. like literally this month and this mm-hmm. conversation. Like I'm looking at the three of you, being like, oh, oh, like I have some work to do. Maybe I, I also, I mean, I'm I'm with you in that. I I've just I feel like I'm just recently starting to realize that I I have a bit of an unhealthy. Um, a little bit of an unhealthy relationship to sex in a way too, because I, I find that I find I am having lots of sex and I feel like I'm having a lot of great sex, 
But I'm also realizing that I, I allow, um, I think I rely on sex too much for my own personal self, like worth and like, mm. and, and my, and like the way I view mm. myself, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like if things, if, if say, say like I, someone bails on a date, which like you, I shouldn't give a fuck about that. Mm-hmm. I should really just, <clears throat> the reaction should be, oh, well that's them's the breaks. But I, it, I take it so hard. Mm-hmm. I take it so hard, but like it's, but it's, it's. I, maybe you see it, Bride. I don't know. But I feel like I take it so hard, but I really try to like cover it up that I don't take it so hard. Not with me. You're pretty yeah. open about it with me. Yeah. I think. Like I can tell. I mean, there's, you don't, you, your emotions are like you wear your emotions. I do. Yeah. And so I know when I'm in the same space as you that, that something's going on. I might not know what, because I feel like there's very little like difference, whether it's like a big thing or a little thing. It's like, it's a hundred percent. It's a thing. It's emotion. Yeah. If it's a thing, it's there and it's, yeah, yeah, you're not going to not see it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I I mean, I I worry that I'm the opposite of you. Like I'm worried that I'm a shut down robot about it. And if someone cancels then fine, that's what I deserve or that's what, like that's what the world is, yeah. And right. that I, I like, lo- I have such great friendships that I like invest all of my time mm. and energy into, even sometimes sexually. So, and that like any romantic partner or any sexual partner, I just don't give a shit about. Hmm. And that's and I'm I like the opposite. I'm like, yeah. I have friendships, but they'll always be there. I gotta follow this. <laughs> I, I gotta follow <laughs> my nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What do we get? We got it. Let's work on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Should, yeah. Meet in the middle. Yeah. Pissing yeah, exactly. each other's mouth to like transfer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, I was going to ask something else and then I just went off on this <laughs> tangent, but I was wondering, cause I know that, um, you obviously, your listeners really dig this and are, is there anyone that's reached out to you or do you know of anyone that sort of changed or developed new kinks or because of this project oh, oh yeah. yeah cool yeah. cool i mean full-on marriages that, that have been opened up um people have like again like uh pegging is like yeah. one that oh, we've heard yeah. about Yet. that people like you know and a lot of people i think listen with their sexual partners and it's like mm-hmm. a bit of an icebreaker you know like oh, they don't I have love that. Yeah. yeah so like i don't know what do you think about that and like i you think you could maybe be into that and like daddy dom little girl stuff oh yeah, yeah. um the, yeah, we have a good engagement. Like people write us emails a lot and like say like, and you know, sometimes we cover stuff that's more like sexual assault and they're like, oh my, like we always get a response to that. Like, thank mm-hmm. you so much for mm-hmm. talking about that because mm-hmm. that's another conversation that has to be like normalized. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, Can I thank you guys too? Like it's yeah. so amazing the work you're doing. That's really, really oh, exciting. Cool. Um, thank you. It's so and necessary. So I, I've, I, as I still told you before we started recording, started like cramming some of your episodes, and I, I know that like the onus is on me right now to be educating myself on things that like that, even though I don't, I'm not queer, I don't see myself like. I need to digest this information to like m- be more informed and like be an ally and be more supportive and like be more, ed- be more able to like speak confidently and mm-hmm. not shy away from topics so i'm just gonna say thank you to you guys too with doing with with especially the way that you do it where it's like it's okay to say the wrong fucking mm-hmm. thing because I, that shit terrifies me like we have people come in sometimes that i'm like i'm nervous about the whole time and i'm like yeah. please let's just get through this please let's just get through this and i feel like i don't leave with as much after that that experience because yeah. i've just been trying to 
do to not fuck up. It's sort of a like a selfishly, it's like a safety net too, mm. because we know that these idea, the politics change so quickly with a lot of these issues. <laughs> so two years in the future, we're probably going to look back on this and be like, oh fuck, we shouldn't have said that, 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 and that. Yeah. As it should be though, yes, right? Uh, like absolutely. that means it's changing. That's right. Um, so like, as long as we're all sort of under that. Yeah. Might I also say like for our, I guess, how queerness resonates with us politically, I feel like you guys, whether or not you self-identify, the work you're doing is queer mm-hmm. and it works towards a loosening of any sort of binary. Um, it works towards a queer society, you know, and just mm. even right. being poly is something that like, just because of the way um, amorous relationships are structured in society, it's queer to to exist outside of that, you right. know? So I feel totally. like from the outside, I look at your project as queer activism, yeah. even mm-hmm. though it's not self-identified as such. Yeah. Cool. Um, that yeah. feels good to know. Yeah. I hope it doesn't make you uncomfortable. I mean, we're yeah. also not the authority of yeah. the man no, to no. proclaim well, that's, it. That's the other thing. We're very Ellen DeGeneres right totally. now. Totally. Yes. And there's going to be there's going to be someone out there who hears you say that and go, "Fuck that." Yes. No. Email me, please. Yeah. Please get yeah. mad at me. Like, Absolutely. I welcome that. Which yeah. is totally yeah. valid and totally okay. Yeah. yeah. Totally. I have a question for for the two of you. Um, uh, if I how as a, as a self-identifying straight male. Mhm. Uh, what's the best way for me? I've had, I have that my, one of my bucket list items is to, is to, well, I, I mean, straight up is to have an um, MMF threesome, mm-hmm. but with a little bit of like play engagement with the male. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of boys that I've met that I have a, 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 a low key, maybe not low key, a straight up crush on. <clears throat> but I'm so scared to go into that scenario and 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 like not allow myself to I, I'm afraid to do the same thing that I'm afraid about with this fucking rub and tug is like right. I'm afraid I'm gonna I'm gonna do the thing that makes them go, What the fuck are you doing here then? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if there's a boy that I see and I'm like, oh, I kinda wanna like make out with him. Mm-hmm. But I d- also don't want to f- like. I'm a. F- I don't want to. What if I don't want to fuck him? If he wants to fuck, and then I feel like, I would say, say that. Get that out there before it even happens. Be like, hey, listen, this is my situation. I want to respect you and your sexuality, and I don't want to like build anything up. So here's how I'm feeling. I might need a quick out. <coughs> are you up to this? Yeah. Um, chances are, a lot of people are going to be up to it, and I feel like you wouldn't have a hard time dipping if you had to dip or. Right. I, I don't want them and also to you don't owe them anything, right? right? Oh, like, oh, absolutely. But yeah. it, my, my, I, I have, a, I, I don't like letting people down. I have, I have a hard time disappointing people, mm. and I don't, Same. I, I don't, I would never want someone to feel used. Yeah, I hear you. You know, because and because I mean, let's fucking be honest. I'm, I am using you a little bit in, if in that With scenario. Sex, sex is. I like the, I like <laughs> the idea that sex is selfish. Mm-hmm. I really, I, you know, Esther Perel talks about that too, and she's just like. It takes that to lust, to desire, you know? Mm. And if you take that in your own hands when you're engaging with someone sexually, obviously, like, to an extent, you're, you got to recognize you're there with someone and not objectify them, but you're, res- you're responsible for your own pleasure, then, then that... Anyway, I just wanted to introduce Yeah, you. I'm totally. curious. I'm not sure anyone would feel used. Well, also, uh, what if someone wants to get used? Like, yeah. you could also find someone who's, that's their kink, right? Yeah, and then it's like... That's true. Spit on my face and yeah. call me worthless. So 
Yeah. Sorry, I was just speaking from a very personal <laughs> subject position. But anyway. But it's really, I don't think it's that much different than, like, say, um, someone we spoke to the other day who's a virgin who's, like, who knows she has mad anxiety when it comes yeah. to, like, the moment and to just be able, like, I need, I might need a quick out. Mm-hmm. And that, that can, like, dispel a lot of anxiety, mm-hmm. you know, even in, like, a hetero, like, Absolutely. engagement, you know, for me to be able to say, like, I might get. I might need out of this really quickly. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Shockingly, it seems like we keep circling around the same like uh, hypothesis, uh-huh. which is communication is so key. Absolutely. Yeah. Just be honest yeah. with the people you're with. Um, yeah. Which is so funny because we 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 harp on that all the time, and then and then when I ask that question, and this is the response I get, I'm sitting here going. Of course. You're like, I knew that already. You fucking dummy. Yeah. You knew that. Yeah. It's very, it's much more simple yeah. when, you, when mm-hmm. you're trying to make it. Well, how about this? How yeah, about this? Yeah, here's yeah. a, here's a, here's a even, uh, uh, even more specific question. I'm coming back to Toronto in a few weeks for my girlfriend's birthday. And, uh, we're going to, we're going to do something. I was, I almost just, I almost just spilled the beans on what we were doing for her birthday. We're going to do some cool stuff. Um, but I want to, I really want to take her to, um, down like around church street yes. to the village. Yes. What would be like a what would be a really solid club or like night out place to go to? Can I start with something that's it's village adjacent, but there's the Oasis Aqua Lounge. We're going there already. Okay, cool. Because yeah. Sunday night's queer night. Oh, cool. Um, first Sunday of every month. Last Sunday of every month. Second, maybe. Second. We can correction corner yeah. this. Um, but one of the Sundays in the month is Oasis Queer Night, and it would be very easy to procure an MMF threesome there, and like. Um, it's just very open and very respectful. And before you go in, they kind of trap you between two doors and say, this is what consent is. Not in a scary way. This is not in a scary way. <laughs> trap um, you. <laughs> I loved it. That's why I'm framing it like that. Um, but it's just, it's, it's the best possible environment to explore the kind of things you want to explore. Cool. In that sense. Um, but in terms of clubs. I had the great time. I was fooling around with one dude and in this room where you're only allowed to go into on the third floor with, I, I don't know if you've been before. But I haven't been to Oasis. With somebody. Yeah. Uh, so I was just like fooling around with this dude in a room with non-binary trans people. Like there were just people of all different sort of, um, identities surrounding us having like great, a great time too. And it just really heightened my experience. Yeah. The energy must fuck. We're all just like, who cares what we are? We're all just like bodies, like enjoying each other's bodies and then i shamefully sucked a guy's dick in a closet as tom laughed me from the outside so we had very different experiences (laughs) you know shamefully no it was like in the closet cute like pretending that i was like so symbolic meek i know Um, tom you're maybe a more expert on the village though where should they go i don't know it's tricky because uh, identity politics always come in, comes into play. The village is v- Church Street is very, very for cis white males. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, I always go to the same place, which is Woody's, but it's surrounded by people who look like I do. Yeah. Um, you definitely have a fun time there. There's lots of drag queens. Um, but honestly, the village is is uh, disappearing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, for better or for worse. <laughs> um, for better because I feel like a lot of, especially the younger generation, doesn't feel like they need. Um, their own a physical place mm-hmm. to feel safe, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Yeah, and then on the for worse is ah maybe those spaces are important for queer people who need safety. So yeah, right. Um, mm-hmm. it's I, tricky no, I didn't know. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I you know, I did walk through it the other day. Uh, the other day it was about maybe two two or three months ago. Um, walking to to an appointment. And it did feel a little bit different than from when we were going to Ryerson. Yeah. A little more subdued. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's less and less places. It's shrinking. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Um, but 
having said that, there are places that are popping up on like the east end and the west end. So it's like it's sort yeah. of like you know as the city spreading out. and more and more like sparse. Cool, sweet. Mm-hmm. I have a question for the two of you also. Um, kind of on the vein of what we were discussing before, I'm wondering how you both feel about being pegged as like that kooky sex podcast. And like, I feel like a lot of media that follows you and picks you up and writes about you, it's very much from the lens of like, how wild is this? How wacky is this? And I was wondering if that maybe works against naturalizing sex or if that has to be your in to it and how you feel about that like, from the outside. I mean, I, I feel like no, I, I do really feel like there's, there is no bad press. I, I think that like, as if you... Maybe someone takes it that way where, mm-hmm. where they, they see it, it from this like lens where they go, well, well, like that's not helping. But then for every one person that takes it that way, there's there's probably about 50 that take it in the way that I feel like I, we want people to take it. And, and so, <clears throat> you know, if that's the way that, uh, unfortunately, if that's the way that someone like CBC wants to cover Turn Me On mm-hmm. or... Or, you know, any any media outlet who is so fucking afraid to even, like, have the word sex yes. mentioned yes. in any piece, mm-hmm. then sure, I'll take it. I'll take that and and know that we're coming out on the other end with some listeners that, like, really actually could use this. I love that. That's <clears throat> interesting. Because I found myself being, like, this week annoyed on your behalf when, when I was telling people what we were up to this morning. And they're like, oh, turn me on. What's it about? So I, I would describe it and I would describe, oh, it's a polyamorous couple that I know. And then they would just like uh, like fixate on that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I don't want you to lose the point of what this mm-hmm. of what your podcast is about by focusing on this one thing that a lot of people want to spend time on. I'm sure you get a that a lot of people want to spend time on it because I think it's the most accessible thing um, about it. And like when we did our seven minutes on a morning show the other day, it was like they, the pre-interview was very much like you guys are a normal couple, right? Like you have a dog and you have a house (laughs) together and you have student debt. And it was like, they (laughs) really, but the thing is, I think that's pretty cool um, because it's introducing And it actually, I see it everywhere now, like people talking about non-monogamous arrangements and Mm -hmm. like I think trying to normalize and and that and like present it as an option in a more like gentle way so I'm actually okay with that my concern is like who isn't listening like we don't have a very I assume that you probably have a more diverse listenership than we do like you know I look out in the audience and I'm like this is all white people. And, yeah. you know, we have a we post a lot of butts on our Instagram and it's pretty much all white people. And, it, and, and, it's, and it's very heavily female skewed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like heavily. But I, I don't I don't. So here here's a little like, you know, very podcast specific shit like inside the, the business of all this is that I think a big part of that is because of Sick Boy straight right. up because the so. That podcast has has taken off. It's a, it has a life of its own, and it does very very well. But the the if you looked at our demographics, it's like it is like ninety five percent female, white female listenership between thirty or twenty five and thirty five. Uh-huh. So when we opened up this show, um, we didn't have to like we didn't have to dig and and like slog to get listeners we mm-hmm. literally just said hey all of our sick boy listeners we have another podcast. we're doing another podcast right, it's right. called this and we that we started off with this like 
team of people that were already down to listen. So something tells me you'd have the same <coughs> demographic, though, even if that weren't the case. I, I don't I know so. about that. I, I think so too. That. Yeah, I think so too. And I like I don't know what it is like I like why <coughs> like even in terms of engagement and like asking people who want to come on the who wants to come on the show and like talk about this stuff. It's like is is why why isn't it more mm-hmm. why is it not a, is it just because like well white people podcasting like, you know? <laughs> that might be because we have the same like we have the same thoughts okay. for sure yeah. when we've had our live shows and we look out like oh right there's yeah. only white people mm-hmm. and then there's Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes a specific person that mm-hmm. Tom and I also have a lot of conversations about white supremacy as and this word is something that's tricky because like historically speaking, it's like a very active politic of white supremacy, like Nazis marching is what people think. But it also is um, just very deeply settles into how we arrange our lives, who we're with and like being raised in a smaller town that was very racist and looking around and being like my friend group is mostly white. It is it is that fine line between like recognizing and trying to move outside of it. And I never know what the right thing is to do in that aspect, but it's just recognizing that like a large part of that is systemic. Right. Mm -hmm. And it starts from a systemic Mm -hmm. issue. And like even talking about it to a large part and recognizing it is, is a step, right. It's It's something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And plus you guys are East coast based, right. Which isn't like the most like diverse place. I used to live in in Prince Edward Island and. Oh really? Yeah. That's where I'm from. Oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a lot, it's a lot of like, you oh know, yeah, there's similar. no diversity. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's I mean not there is very... now. It's 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 starting. But yeah, yeah. Chinese totally family is. moved in like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, on, one, on, on yeah, yeah. one Chinese. There's right. the McDonald's and the McConnells right? <laughs> <laughs> and the Murphys. And the... <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, I, yeah, like the recognition is important for sure. I would say. Yeah. Right. I just I kind of wa- I just wanted to be more relevant. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to be more like the conversations we we're having to be more relevant for more people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like it just seems like we're still just kind of stuck in a bit of a bubble in terms of ex- experience and like what else is out there you know mm-hmm. I don't know but that's exciting that's, that's like your great. growing like, path yeah. right that's yeah. you have so much yeah so much to do but it, like it's the same thing it's like well if I'm going to step outside of having my o- only white friends and is that like how do you do that in a tactful way like I need my well you we know? have those conversations too because right. we never want to feel like we're tokenizing anything. exactly yeah exactly but it is important to have those voices yeah and like diversity is not the same as inclusion yeah does that mean yep. and mm-hmm. it's also not the same thing as saying like oh because you're black you're cool like do you know what I mean like it can't also yeah. be that it, like conversation as well it's just simply about i think the spaces that you occupy like physically in the city and like mm. where are you going and i don't i i don't even know what the answer is in this instance Ooh. yeah that's a really good point troglodyting along yeah is that what we're doing no, quite possibly <laughs> slogging slogging thank you i like trogging though Me trogging, yeah. trogging along yeah trogging along just elliot what's your kinkiest thing <coughs> like what do you love kinkiest thing um like, what's the like thing that you think would shock people the most the thing that i tried um <laughs> that i haven't like explored further but that i like is like pissing in a guy's ass as he's like bent over holding it open yeah kind of whoa right. yeah cool, and then cool. like fucking it after i've pissed on it it's very hot interesting yeah now here we have a thing that we go back and forth on on this show um where bridie um, Bridie, and actually you, you two might be able to speak to this. Bridie likes to wash the inside of her asshole <laughs> with with uh, Dr. Bronner's soap. The peppermint one? Yeah. And oh my she, God. Like, she'll finger her asshole to clean her ass with the soap. And I personally... I'm not a doctor. However, I feel like if I was a doctor... I would never do that to my vagina. I, 
Ever. <laughs> and if I was a doctor, I would say you also shouldn't be doing that to your asshole. Now, Nobody has told me otherwise. <clears throat> true. For you. I do that. I finger myself with soap. Yeah. You got to keep a clean shop. Yeah, that's something different. But I, Yeah, but... <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think you're supposed to put soap up there. But uh, you know what? If if, if some people are, are, are taking piss up there, then... Go, yeah. go for it, babe. Soap the fuck out of your, the inside of your butthole. Some people also do coffee enemas, right? And they yeah, like, that's, that's true. Right. Yeah, which also, not good for you. No, totally not. Yeah. I'm not endorsing <laughs> that behavior whatsoever. Is any kind of anal douching... I've, I've heard l- I, recently I hear, that anal douching is, is it's, not great. It's, it's not, not great. Yeah, yeah, it's not good for you. I mean, there, really? there is bacteria that is, is meant need, to exist yeah. in there. Yeah. You know, uh, that... that it, when you do that, it, it takes it all away. But like ice cube bottoms, swear by it. Like hey, bottoms that only eat ice cubes. <clears> so have, that, you, have you guys ever done... Um, Wait, like, you're just going to let that <laughs> bottoms that only eat ice cubes? It's it's not a real thing, okay. but it's like, you know, if if someone's like really excited to if you're a bottom, you're really excited to have sex that night, you're probably not going to eat anything because you want your asshole oh, to be yeah. shiny yeah. shiny. Yeah. It, it might just be so you have like a bowl of ice and like a wisp of air for dinner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Garnish. Uh, yeah. I only eat whispers. <laughs> uh, have you got I forget the name of it, the technical term of it, but uh, like a, a cum popsicle? Um, oh. Are you familiar with this? No. Okay, so my fr- my 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 friend Yip, um, who was like the first person that ever really my, my first friend that ever introduced me to Combops to <laughs> well that, to that and many other things. He was my first like he was my first gay friend. He was my first gay friend, and he came out to me like we. Anyway, I love him to death. He's from the Netherlands, and we spent a lot of time together uh, when I was younger. And he's introduced me to some like really interesting kinky shit. And one of them is cum popsicles. So mm. the idea is that someone saves up a lot of their cum. Already I'm turned on. And then they put it into a mold, a cock mold. Yeah. And they freeze it. And then you take that frozen cock, c- cum cock, and you fuck someone's ass with it. <gasps> That's the best thing I've ever heard. We need to stop this I recording wanna, right I want to do that to you. Yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah. great. That's our season three gimmick. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> that would kill That's the sperm, right. right? Like you couldn't like do that as a, as a person with a vagina and like accidentally get pregnant, right? That's a good question. Ooh. I don't know. But sperm banks free sperm, don't they? Uh-oh. Yep. So nope. Those sperm are probably <laughs> doing all right. Wait, would that not be so cold? <laughs> it would be nice. It would be very it cold. Sound yeah. nice. yeah. It's like a dead of uh, summer activity, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Don't this do this is, today on a negative I'm just 30. Wondering why? I'm, I'm happy about it, but I'm wondering why. Did you temperature play? Folks, ever see that viral meme <laughs> about temperature play? <laughs> <laughs> Very bookending with the Can hot that be lube. The, the, the title of this episode: <laughs> temperature play. Oh fuck! Um, that viral image of that guy who saved all of his cum in a in a shoebox for oh years. Oh my god, it's so disgusting. And it, in a no, and oh, for three years, and it rotted and turned fetid, and the no. shoebox was under his bed, and it's like green, and like you Black, can smell it through yeah. the photo. <laughs> and the box, the box started disintegrating. Like, you <laughs> don't ever look at this. Don't ever look at this. Oh god, I actually, I'm so sorry, listeners. <laughs> so foul. That was a real gag. It's so foul. <laughs> I could like smell it for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I love when it. When it started breaking down the box, then I was really oh. worried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweet Jesus. Yeah. Where? Um, uh, no. It Reddit. Matter. Yeah. yeah okay. It lives on Reddit. Thank oh. you. I started calling Elliot the human Reddit because he's you. full of this fucking shit. Oh, my Lord. Well, there was a Vice article that was written by a, a girl who. Um, cooked her own vaginal discharge and ate it. That's right. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. ate it herself. Yeah. She's out east. No. Yeah. 
She, she made like famous. an omelet or something? Well, I don't think there was a ton of it. I think it was probably like, you know when you're making just pancakes and you have the, the the batter that just kind of like drips into the tiny baby pancakes? Yeah. I think it was probably more like tiny baby pancakes. For I, a canker I for nutrition. Try. I want to try. Just, just for curiosity. I think for art. Would it be Actually, really? I believe yes. it was for art. For the article. I Would like it be that. really salty? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. It's been so. a while since I've tasted vaginal discharge. Uh, <laughs> have you? Yeah, okay. it would have a. I don't know. I don't know about salty, but it would probably have a bit of a, a bit tang. of a. Yeah, t- yeah. That's the exact like a, like fucking a word. Sweet a and tang. sour sauce. A little yeah, bit. a uh, little bit of like teriyaki. Yeah, oh, I think yeah, it yeah. would it be crispy. A Szechuan sauce kind uh-huh. of flavor. I think it would be crispy. Yeah. I'm yeah. starving. <laughs> 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 I've also heard of people getting high off menstrual blood. It was just like an article that flew by my Facebook, and I didn't look into it. So if anyone knows more about that, what? I don't know if they're smoking it or inhaling fumes. Sniffing it? Like oh, powdering no. it? I know what it is. It's the chlorine from the tampons. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what it is. Use tampons fuck. and they, yeah, boil Ooh. it. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I, li- I like recreational drug use. I don't know if I'm going to rush out to do that one at my next festival. Yeah, I don't think that's a it's a. I'm going to pass on it as well. Yeah. <laughs> but if you like, if you enjoy it, then I celebrate you. Um, I think this is a this is a pretty pretty solid place to put a period on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How I, I so we Bridie and I have a, a regular s- sign off, but I I feel like let's get you to sign. Oh wait. What is right? We got to talk about this giant pussy. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. Pamela is our mascot, our Lord and Savior, the Holy uh, Trinity embodied as a cat. So yeah. just wondering what you guys, when you look upon Pamela today, what so, do you think turns her on? Right now, I am looking at a. It looks like a ceramic, gigantic yeah. cat yeah. about the size of Bigby, with a blonde wig. Uh, she has all white fur mm-hmm. and um, and blue eyes. What what turns her on? Yeah, what do you think turns her on? You're, you, whatever you say probably will be correct. She is into lots of stuff. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with... I Honestly, I feel like she looks like she loves um, like monster loads. Mm-hmm. Like just mm-hmm. monster hot steaming loads of cum yeah. in that hair. Her fur is actual, in the hair. actually brown. Yeah, it's a frozen cum cat, actually. <laughs> yeah, she's not ceramic. She's real. She's just fucking just hard frozen. as rock. Jesus. <laughs> Sarcophagus uh, of cum. Yeah, but like just facials. I, they, lo, like look at that face. It's true. It is looking up like just, I want it. It's right very, very true. Yeah. Bridie, how do you feel? I mean, I think this is probably just like, you know, true to type. I feel like she probably, you know, when, when you see like animals depicted in cartoons and they have the big baby eyes and they're just like, I'm so innocent. Um, I, I imagine that that Pamela probably likes likes to be like found in like a in like a, an alleyway like around a dumpster or maybe even in a cage like sh- like someone's abandoned her yeah. and then you take her home and you take her out of her cage and you want to go give her a bath and then she turns into a fucking lion yeah. and probably eats part of your body oh my you just God. described That's... me oh. <laughs> really really upsetting <laughs> those are bang on I love it when you're sitting right next to each other I probably got there's probably a little yeah. energy transfer Yeah, exactly. 
Um, well, thank you. Thank you for, for coming thank in. Thank you. And, and, thank yeah. you, too, so much. Yeah. Uh, do your queer what I queer. You can check it out on Apple Podcasts. You can check it out uh, anywhere else. Like, uh, Yeah, we're on SoundCloud. We're on the Android app. Um, we have, like, you can just Google us and find our main hosting site. But iTunes is, I think, the one that we... Amazing. Yeah, do the I'm most. really proud of you, Elliot, for not using, for going this whole time without using this microphone as a dildo. It's really hard not to. I yeah. want to deep throat it. These are cock yeah. mics are if, so if I've ever seen one. I know, it's cock crazy. Cock in my face. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, well, again, thank you so much for, for, for coming in and, and having us be a part of your, your little project as well. And why don't you plug yourselves for our listeners one more time too? Turn Me On Podcast. You can find us uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to reach out to us, uh, you can hit us up at turnmeonpodcast at gmail.com or slide into the DMs at turnmeonpodcast on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's, pretty, that's, that's basically it. Yeah, we'd love it if you're hearing it for the first time. If you could go on over and rate, review, and subscribe. Mm-hmm. Ditto to us. And while you're there, yeah, just yeah. slide on over and mm-hmm. do the same. Uh, that is it for this week. Uh, yeah, until next week. Go fuck yourself. I'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. <laughs> no, one, two, three, ready, go. Yes.